0: You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. going everybody. Welcome to this edition of Wellness Talk. I'm George Batista, as always your host. For those of you who are listening for the first time, Wellness Talk is a show that goes over the latest in health, healing, and nutrition, and fitness, and everything we can do to live a hopefully a longer, happier, and healthier life. I post the articles that I cite on a weekly basis on Facebook, so you guys can check that out. It's facebook.com forward slash wellness talk now this show is for educational purposes only it is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice of any kind it is not intended to treat diagnose prevent or cure any illnesses so please always consult your physicians when wanting to embark on any major health programs or make any changes and you guys can speak with me as always on georgebatista.com where i do consulting on a regular basis also, uh, if you guys want to ask a question, you can ask me at uh, wellnesstalk at hotmail dot Always excited to read your to read your questions. Um, I get a lot of good ones too on a regular basis, and um, it, it's pretty cool that uh, you know not only you guys are listening, but you guys are actually asking some really really good questions. And hopefully, I you know can answer them to the best of my you know abilities. And then I, I pick some usually to answer on, on the air as well, or or at least during this podcast. And um, so this way everybody has benefit of, you know, kind of getting the knowledge. And, you know, because many of those questions, I'm sure, are, are questions that other people have as well. All right, uh, this week we're going to go over... Um, it's a few articles we have here. One is about, um, high sodium in toddler foods. Okay. So those of you who are, who have toddlers at home, you know, this is something you may want to pay attention to. This is, um, this, some you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, kind of an eye opener when you look at uh, the amount of sodium that's in, in these foods. We're going to talk about our, our, uh, our nutrient for the week. And this is, uh, six ways to maximize healing with the powers of peppermint. That's right, peppermint. Uh, peppermint is, is used for, I mean, people use it for certain things, but it's really used for a lot of, uh, it's it's used for in many, many ways that people don't even realize. So we're going to go over that. That's from Natural News. And then we're going to go over uh, from UPI.com. This is fiber uh, and how it helps to, uh, decrease the risk of stroke. So we're seeing how important fiber is in the diet. And, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about, um, um, belief systems and, uh, and I'll explain why I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but I think it's important in this whole wellness and health, uh, this, you know, this, this whole talk about wellness and health. So, all right, let's get down to it. Uh, first of all, this this first article is from John Barron. That's um, which is uh, from the Baseline of Health Foundation, and it talks about high sodium in toddler foods. Now, um, those of you who have toddlers, um, you know, I would suggest you definitely look at the meals and the things that that they're consuming on a regular basis. And specifically, they were talking about here those those prepackaged you know processed type of meals that uh you know that toddlers eat especially we, you know you we all know that that uh, moms and dads out there are very very busy and it's very difficult to always you know prepare a meal every single day as you know people you know uh they come home from work and helping kids with homework and you know doing household things and it's just you know people, um and obviously there's a lot of convenience foods out there but I'm going to talk a little bit about this study. This was a study that was undertaken at the uh, Center of Disease Control and, Pre- uh, and Prevention in Atlanta, and it found that more than 75% of the 90 prepackaged meals for toddlers uh, assessed for the experiment contained too much sodium to be healthy. And I'm quoting all this here. It says, overall, the scientists checked the listing of sodium content for 1,115 food items for both babies and toddlers an item was categorized as high in sodium if it contained more than 210 milligrams of sodium per serving okay interesting now uh the foods marketed to be served to be uh well this was what really was interesting because they found they found that the food that was marketed to to babies under a year old actually were not high in sodium at all. And and mostly they're saying it's because of the fact that baby foods consist of simpler recipes, including, you know, only one or two ingredients in most cases, because they're designed to, you know, really get the uh, baby, you know, baby's uh, vitamins and minerals and that type of thing. But <clears throat> they realized that uh, after the, the, the child gets into the toddler age, and they're kind of, they're talking about the prepackaged foods aimed at one to three year olds were completely different than the babies. And they're, they're saying that these, these meals were, were really, really high in sodium. Now, the recommended daily allowance for sodium for a toddler is a thousand milligrams. Okay. So that's a, that's a thousand milligrams for the entire day. Now, the average amount of sodium found in the prepackaged toddler meals was 369 milligrams. And 71% of the products uh, were over 210 milligrams, uh, were over over the 210 milligrams bar set by the actual researchers now. So they're saying it contained anywhere from zero zero milligrams to all the way to 310 milligrams. So... Essentially, what they're saying in lay language is this: If you were to feed your to- uh your toddler one prepackaged meal towards the high end sodium, okay? So let's say you you're in the higher ranges, and then a snack that's also in high end sodium, you're talking about. Let's say they're both, you know, they're both at three hundred milligrams each. um You know, in, in maybe just a few hours, you know, that's a meal and a snack. You're talking about you know, anywhere from six to 900 milligrams of, of sodium that you're giving your toddler. And this is just in a few hours. And they're talking about a couple of sittings here, not just for the whole day. So that was, that's, you know, one thing, you know, to, to really pay attention to. So, you know, I would suggest, you know, always, always read the sodium content. And I know I do. I know I do. Even when my daughters you know, my daughter's getting a little older, but still, even, even so, I mean, not only for 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 my daughter, but just for in general, for the family, you really want to read these 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 um, sodium content on these foods, especially in um, sp- soups, whether it's canned soups or even those soups that come in plat in you know those little uh, plastic containers. I mean, I I someone gave me a soup once. And I remember, you know, I, I always look at the back of the, uh, I always look at the ingredients just to kind of see where the ingredients are. And this soup had 1,200 milligrams of sodium in one plastic bottle. I mean, I, I was floored. I was saying, oh, my God, if I if I eat this thing right now, I'll have 1,200 milligrams of sodium in one sitting. And that's not counting anything else I eat the rest of the day. So I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. So what he suggests here, this is John Barron. He says if mornings are hectic in your household, prepare your foods the night before. Uh, keep an assortment of fresh fruits and vegetables on hand, along with whole grain breads and crackers. And uh, you know you can add other little things like little cheese, a uh, little veggie burger, some uh, roasted chicken, or you know some leftovers. Um, and you'll have a you know a great bring-along meal for a toddler That's, that doesn't involve really any any extra cooking. Now, I, I found what he said here very interesting. It says another benefit to this approach is that if your children aren't eating prepackaged high-sodium foods, there will be less there will be less of an op- opportunity for them to develop a taste for all that salt. So you know it goes back to what I always you know what I've talked about previously on the show when you when you're talking about. Um, toddlers and children as far as eating it really all depends on what you get them used to in the beginning okay because you know if you're getting them used to the high sodium high salt foods or high sugary foods in the beginning where they develop a taste for it it's it's a lot harder to uh to bring in the healthier foods later on and have them gravitate towards that it's a lot harder to do you in my opinion you have to do it the other way around you have to have them you have to have them get used to the you know the fruits and vegetables and those types of things first and get them used to those tastes uh, on a regular basis because i I tell you once they and we all know once kids taste sugar for example it's there's an addiction that happens and we all know that you know brain chemicals go off that that you know that cause an addiction to happen so you know, my suggestion is start them out with good foods. Try not to get them prepackaged or try to at least prepare your meals ahead of time if you can. Uh, but, um, you know, if if you can, try to stay away from as much as possible those prepackaged foods. And again, we all know they're convenient. Or at least try to lessen them as, as much as possible because, you know, that's... You, you don't want your child being, you know, really getting into these high-sodium meals because it's just, you're just asking for trouble as they go along. And again, it's it's a lot harder to introduce healthier food later on as they go. Okay, so just something to think about. Next, this is from UPI.com. This is fiber may decrease the risk of stroke. Now, this is out of England, and what this says is this was a... Um, this was from Dr. Uh, uh, Thripleton, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, PhD, a candidate at the University of Leeds School of Food Science and Nutrition in England, and basically what they found was that uh, each 7 gram, one quarter ounce of fiber, increases in, increase, in total, yeah, increase in total intake of fiber was linked to a 7% decrease in stroke risk. Now, that's pretty significant. Now, so what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, foods, you know, such as, uh, you know, whole wheat pastas or two serving, you know, two, three servings of fruits and vegetables at least provide seven grams of fiber. I mean, you want to get as much fiber in your diet as possible. We've talked about that many times on this this, uh, show. The greatest intake of fiber foods such as whole grains, such as fruits and vegetables and nuts are very, very important, obviously, overall. But now, what they did was the researchers analyzed eight studies published between 1990 and 2012, and the studies reported on all types of strokes. With four uh, specifically, uh, with with four specifically examining the risk of ischemic stroke, which occurs when a clot um, when, a, when a when a clot blocks a blood vessel to the brain. <clears throat> Excuse me. Three assessed. Um, Hemorrh- uh, hemorrhage strokes, basically, which occurs when a blood vessel bleeds into the brain or on its surface, and the av- now the average daily intake among U.S. adults and in- is lower than the uh, American Heart Association's recommendation, where at least twenty-five grams a day. Okay, six to eight servings of of grains and eight uh, eight to ten servings of fruits and vegetables can provide the recommended amount. Basically, the the doctor says so. This is very interesting. Now, I recommend more than that. I recommend at least 30 to 40 grams of fiber a day because really, you know, if you think about all the stuff that we're exposed to, all the different, you know, foods that we're exposed to and, and uh, things with high cholesterol and blood pressure and all these different types of things that, that are going on, you really need a lot of fiber to keep things moving, keep... Um, keep things going especially if you're you know those of you who are overweight or or even obese and really want to start to kind of lose that i recommend having a lot of fiber especially during a weight loss period because you got to remember that a lot of toxins get um, stored in the you know your white adipose tissue and they remain there they can remain there for a long period of time but then once you start losing the weight you need the adequate fiber to get a lot of those toxins out so anyway um or those of you who are dealing with high cholesterol you want to use high fiber to help to kind of chelate or get that cholesterol out of you um you know and 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 many other things again you know fibers fiber is 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 one of the most important things that you can do for your system in general you're also talking about reducing the risks of all different types of cancers including colorectal cancer and and uh other types of conditions when it comes to gastrointestinal conditions and things like that reducing all that if you have the adequate fiber on a regular basis. So this is just another this is just another uh good thing for fiber. Um again, um you know, 35 at least 35 to 40 grams of fiber. If you can't get it in your foods, then get it in a shake. There's, there's great fiber shakes out there. There's great powders you can just put into Let's say, you know, whatever type of beverage you have, like your almond milks or different types of milks. So I use almond milk because that's just my, my milk of choice. But um, drink that up in the morning or, or even before you go to bed to help with detoxification. It's, it's really a good thing. Okay. Next, naturalnews.com. Six ways to maximize the healing powers of peppermint. Well peppermint let's talk a little bit about peppermint peppermint is one of the best things i love peppermint actually peppermint teas are great it's been peppermint has been used um especially for gastrointestinal issues like uh, nausea uh people use it to help boost immunity it's and but a lot of people don't know there are other, other things it's used for as well okay i mean there's it's it's actually um used for a lot of therapeutic purposes now what it's saying here is that menthol is joined by uh, rosmarinic acid and several flavonoids including uh, erotricin, hesperidin, and luteolin, and these combine to produce uh, peppermint's antimicrobial, antiviral, and antioxidant activities. So, how about that? Antioxidant and antimicrobial activities of peppermint. Okay. Respiratory problems can also be helped with peppermint. Uh it has anti-tumor properties. It has anti-allergenic properties. Um, good stuff. But let's talk about the six ways, and I'm going to go through them. Six ways to use peppermint for home and healing. So those of you who who want to get into it, check this out. And I'm going to read this. A uh, couple of drops of peppermint essential oil in water after a meal helps with digestion. Uh, it even helps to eliminate, you know, things like uh, excessive gas... Uh, peppermint, peppermint oil as tea or essential oil drops in water is also helpful for irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, let's see. Also, the relief is quick for respiratory problems, but temporary. Okay. It's non-toxic. It helps people with asthma and, um, you know, people who are inhalers and stuff like that. And it, it can definitely be used in conjunction with inhalers or just kind of asthma medications. Now, uh, also, peppermint oil or tea can help strengthen your immune system. It also helps to improve blood circulation. Uh, it's used frequently as aromatherapy and, uh, and, you know, in teas as well. Um, that's a great thing. You can gargle with peppermint to help your throat if you have throat inflammation. That's another way to do it. Uh, There are reports of using peppermint to successfully treat urinary tract infections. Some recommend uh, peppermint capsules, but strong teas or essential oil drops in water may help to do the trick. Now, number five, also relief from nausea. And this is what we talked about. This is what people normally associate peppermint with, nausea and and things like, or headaches. But nausea, headaches, even migraine headaches now can be helped by uh, using peppermint tea uh, or oil. Sometimes it can be applied topically for, for headaches. Now, that's interesting. That's something I didn't know. And, and number six, it says here, do you share your residence with a canine companion who freaks out during thunderstorms or firework events? Well, dog lovers rep- uh, report claiming results that uh, by applying some peppermint essential oil to their dog's paws and rubbing the dog's paws uh, and other sections of the, of the body gently, let your dog breathe in the vapors your dog actually becomes calmer during those stressful events i wish i would wish i would have known this years ago <laughs> so i thought that was very interesting as far as those uses for peppermint so those of you who are looking for some home remedies check out peppermint especially peppermint teas again great for the digestive system and the immune system but uh, now it's you know being shown to have so many other applications so, um, I suggest you guys check it out and, uh, hopefully it helps you. All right. Uh, I wanted to kind of just talk a little bit. I, I, am it's not a specifically an article, it's just something I wanted to kind of talk about. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and, 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 I'll tell you why this came up. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day who was trying to change their health and, you know, eating differently and, 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 you know, just, just really trying to get into a more healthy lifestyle. And they were talking about how the people around them as they're you know eating certain foods and and changing their diet and stuff the people around them were actually making a lot of comments about it and they were kind of you know I guess almost discouraging this person from doing this and I told this person I said, you know I said you have to understand that when you're doing something that's outside of the norm that's what's going to happen okay that and and you know i I had a real good conversation with a person but i said that's what's going to happen i said because you have to understand something that most of the people that you're going to encounter 80 let's just say you know 70 to 80 percent of the people that you're going to encounter whether it's friends family and so on and so forth are not going to be doing those things that you're doing they don't do the, you know, like I could tell you right now. I, I'd say, you know, ninety percent of the people that I know, don't do what I do, you know. And and I and as I was talking to this person, I, I just sat down. And I thought about this, and I and, and I really thought about it. And I said, and I said to myself, you know what? It's it's true because. You know, unless you have a partner, somebody that's gonna do let's say you want to get healthy and somebody wants to do these things with you, whether it's go to a gym or whether it's eat right or whatever it is, whether it is you know, whatever it is, um, you're sometimes you find yourself very alone. And why is that? Because the majority of people don't do these things. The majority of people just follow the herd. They follow whatever, you know, whatever you know the media says or they follow, they just or you know they're just they just blind, you know they just blindly follow the herd, and they don't really again take responsibility by themselves because everybody else is not doing it, so they might as well not do it. So you have to in a, in a sense, if you want to be really truly healthy, and you want to you know really change your life, you have to kind of step away from that herd mentality, and do that. And it's not something that we're all accustomed to. You got to remember that when you're a child. Most of the, most of your belief systems, uh, you know, are you know, most of them are handed down to you by your parents and grandparents and so on and so forth. And usually by the time you're seven or eight years old, you really have everything as far as uh, it, it's pretty much locked in. Most of your belief systems are locked in by that time. So the rest of the time, as you're getting older, is just a um, is, you know, every decision you make from that point on is just a default back to the belief systems that you had when you were a child. So, for example, everything you do to, to the, you know, as you get older in your 20s and your 30s are just kind of, are you you do them because, partly because of your belief systems that you've had. Uh, again, you know, however it is, how, you know, whether it's how you eat or how you drink, or how you interact or, you know, all these things. So, you tend to kind of, and you know, and then you have a herd mentality. So you tend to kind of go with how, you know, how everybody else is doing something. So I'm the type of person and and I'm the type of person that as I got older, I always questioned everything. I, I tend to, and sometimes too much because sometimes it would get me into trouble. But the point is I always tend to question things because I never took things on blind faith. Now you see people going to their doctor You see people just, you know, taking medication on a regular basis, you know, because, and and they go to their doctor and the doctor tells them, okay, you have to take this medication and they don't ask, well, why? Or they don't ask, well, what does this mean? And they don't get into a serious conversation with the doctor. Or or the doctor says, well, you have this condition and we have to treat it with this and this is the only thing we can do. Well, isn't there other alternative? No, this is what you're going to, this is what you're going to do. Well, Why? Why? Is there another way to do something? You know, so I'm not saying, and I'm not saying to, to ignore your doctor. I mean, obviously, doctors are well-meaning. There are many great doctors out there. But the point is, is that sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to ask questions. And many people, when they go to their doctor, they just sit there and they nod, Yeah, you know, yes, 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 doctor. And they don't even think about asking the questions of why or what can I do? What can I do to maintain health what can i do to help the process what can i do to make myself healthier or it, they just they just blindly follow it so i just i just thought it was really interesting because again you know back to my original point if you want to be healthy you want to be truly healthy and i'm not talking about you know just a, you know healthy whenever you feel like it i'm talking about if you want to change and have a healthy lifestyle you have to step outside of that box. You have to step outside of the herd, and you have to say, "No, I'm going to do this for me." Whether the hundred people the, that I that I know are not doing it, and you have to have the courage to do that. I mean, it's it's you know, and 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 I've talked about it before, but uh, you know, it, it's almost like. Success is success in anything. Is doing is 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 doing the things that that mostly other most of the other people are not doing. Because if you think about successful people in the world, millionaires and billionaires and just successful entrepreneurs, most of those successful entrepreneurs didn't go the the route that everybody else went. They did something completely different. Right? If you look at Bill Gates, Bill Gates did something completely different than everybody else, and that's why he's Bill Gates because he. He had a vision, and he, you know, did his own thing. And um, and yeah, you know, he um, he went through hard times, just like any business owner, just like anybody going through health challenges or whatever. You go through your hard times, but then at the end of, at the end of that, you can turn around and say, you know what, I I went through my hard times, but I did it, and maybe people made fun of me, and maybe people. You know, discouraged me. But so what? That's okay because I know I have 100% belief in myself and what I'm doing that I'm what I'm doing is correct. And that's what you have to get to. That's what you have to get to And, I, and when you're talking about anything in life. But specifically, we're talking about health. That's what you want to get to. Because me, when I looked at it, I said, I, I had all these different types of health issues from sinus problems to chronic bronchitis to back problems to to, um, to allergy problems, to, to all these infections. I was getting sick all the time. I was, you know, I I had lost weight. I was, I had candida albicans in my stomach. I had all these different problems going on of years of abuse, you know, of, of, of eating the wrong things and eating high sugar and all these things. And I completely changed everything. I changed all that to the point of now, I don't have any problems with any of that now. And I did not take one pharmaceutical pill to do that. But in order for me to do that, I had to push I had to push everybody aside and had to say and I had to deal with the fact of people coming to me and saying, Oh you're eating that salad again. Oh look at you, Mr. Health Nut. Oh look at you, Mr Mr uh, You know, Mr This and Mr That I had to deal with all that. I still deal with that on occasion, people saying these things to me. You know, because it's, again, it's outside of the norm. I don't go to McDonald's every day like other people do. I don't go and eat my eat donuts every day because I choose not to do that. Because I know, I know. number one, I know that going forward, if I do that on a regular basis, I know what it's going to cost me. And I look long-term at that. But you know what? I take it day by day. I take it day by day and I say, you know, and so, so, so the whole point of this, if you want to do that, you have to number one get by the discouragement okay you have to get by you know there's an old saying that a dog, uh, a dog doesn't bark at a parked car so you know you're doing different things you know you do, you're you're making things happen when people are saying things it's 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 just the way it is okay so and then if and then my suggestion if you want to get healthy on a regular basis yes you have a long-term goal like stay a year or a year and a half but do something every single day just do one little thing every single day. And then, when you do those things, you congratulate yourself. You say, okay, I took away one food today, or, or I added in a good food today, or I added in a smoothie, and I'm starting to do smoothies now. Those are good things. You have, to, you have to celebrate that. You have to pat yourself on the back and say, yes, I did something positive. And maybe tomorrow I'll do something more positive. And you take it day by day. And by the time you get to the year, later on, it's a whole new you. It's a completely different person. And you won't even realize it's happening until you till you turn around and you realize, wow, I feel great. I have high energy. I've lost weight. I've cleared whatever conditions I have whatever it is, but that's what you do. You take it day by day and you, you know, but you have to, you, it's a lifestyle that you have to live going forward. Because I tell you, once you do it for a year, you won't stop. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't stop until this day. I live that type of lifestyle and I love it. I love it because I feel good and, and I can do things that, that a lot of other people can't. And the point is, 95% of the people that I know, friends and family, are all dealing with some kind of health issue and are on some kind of pharmaceutical drug for something. And I don't have to worry about that. Now, I'm not saying I'm, you know, believe me, I'm no genius. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm i not saying that I have all the answers because I don't. But you know what? So far, it has worked. So anyway, it's just something I wanted to, you know... Um, bring across to you guys uh those of you who really want to stay healthy just stay the course and believe that what you're doing is correct have the belief in yourself that what you're doing is the right thing and forget about what everybody else says because at the end of the day you know at the end of the day they're the ones that are going to have to deal with the health conditions it may not manifest now it may manifest 10 or 20 years from now but that's you know that's something they're going to have to deal with and then of course you know, the rest of us are going to have to pick up the cost for that. But you know what? It's okay. I, you know, I choose to live to see, you know, to to hopefully a nice ripe old age. To see my to see my my child get married and have a great life and uh, and live live gracefully. You know. So, anyway, that's just my little spiel for you guys. And it, so that's it for this week. Hope you guys uh, got some good information this week, and I hope you guys have a great, great week. Uh, I will be back next week. Again, if you have a question for me, go to hotmail.com. Until next week, have a great time, everybody. Have a great week. Be healthy and stay well. food bags are covered in pretty pictures of healthy food, but the highly processed pellets inside are far from it. Make the switch to the Farmer's Dog. It's real food, made fresh and delivered right to your door. The Farmer's Dog worked with top vets to create ready-to-serve meals using fresh, human-grade meat and vegetables. They contain everything your dog needs to stay healthy, and nothing they don't. Go to thefarmersdog.com listen to save 50% on your first box with free shipping. That's thefarmersdog.com listen. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the Adizero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad.